Play the clip, Jay. Play the clip. Patrick Beverly and the Minnesota Timberwolves are in the in in the playoffs, man. What what a what an action. I don't even know if that was warranted, but, but whatever, man. They they earned their right. But let's talk about the playing, what we saw in the first round of the playing games, man. I it was it was a lot to unpack. Two good games, two decent games. You could even say maybe three, and one just blowout, uh, boring game, Jay. But Let's let's get into these games and let's talk about the next round of these playing games. Let's go. Four four very different games, man. So let's let's break it down before I start. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing good, Jay. I'm doing good. I mean, right now, um, just the, the, this playing basketball has just been crazy. These uh, these players have been have been rising to the, the to the occasion. So many players also have been failing to rise to the occasion. So you know, w- which we'll talk about as well. But I'm doing good, man. Like how we always say, best time of the year. Um, happy to be here with you. Happy to be here with the family. Uh, getting ready to get into some of these games. Recapping, like how you said, games happen Tuesday, Wednesday, and then previewing some of these games that we got, man. Because you know it's around the corner, baby. Playoffs. Playoffs right here, right here. So for, first, let's talk about that first game. But that game was was incredible. Number one, um, I thought I thought the Cavs were going to get blown out at, at certain points in that game, especially the first quarter. Looked like they had no answer for the Nets. We saw how Kyrie and KD came out. Kyrie, I don't believe, missed a shot in the first half, um, nine for nine or seven for seven, man. He just, he just came out how I expected him to, him to come out. KD offensively shooting wise, um, wasn't, wasn't really himself to begin the game, but he was still doing it playmaking wise, but that, that was kind of the things I saw. And I, I just saw the, the nets get off to a great stop. It looked like Cavaliers had no answer defensively. A lot of that had to do with Jared Allen being out to protect that that paint because it was just seems like penetration. They're getting the Nets were getting whatever they wanted. Um, but Jay, talk to me a little about about what you saw in that game and kind of the adjustments. Number one, if I felt like the Nets, my my analysis from that game, Kyrie and KD had one of their best games of the season, and they still only won that game by seven mm-hmm. points to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers at home. So that's a little bit of a red flag for me. Um, but talk to me about what you saw in that game and from, from both sides of the ball. Jay, honestly, I mean, you, you said it best, Jay. You said, I mean, the Nets came out just on fire, dog. And I know a lot of people talk about, you know, Kyrie um, not missing a shot. KD didn't miss a shot. But also... Patty Mills didn't miss a shot in that first quarter. Goran Dragic didn't miss a shot in that first quarter. The Nets, as a team, shot 70% from the field in that first quarter. And like how you said, they got off to a 20-point lead just in that first quarter. And one of the first things that I noticed, Jay, was I, I really think it was uh, it was that Nets like postseason basketball that played a role um, that, that played a role here. I think the Cavs just came out extremely flat. Uh, they, they came out extremely flat. They came out like this was a game in the middle of January or in the middle of, 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 of middle of the season that, you know, not postseason basketball. The Nets came out uh, big energy on 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 both ends, man. Um, and then the Cavs really the, the the exact opposite they uh the the nets had 70 shot 70 percent from the, from the field the Cavs shot 35 percent from that field in that, in that first half and then one of the first things i noticed early in the game was that the Cavs they were trying to play up to the nets level of basketball right they were trying to play one-on-one and the crazy thing is i was like wait why are you trying to do this you don't have a kd on your team you don't have a career in team you can't keep going uh just just keep going one-on-one and then and then the Cavs also just look extremely sped up man I don't I don't don't know how I don't know how if you saw that but to me they just look extremely sped up taking bad shots uh the Cavs are usually a a good three-point shooting team in that in that first half they shot 21 percent from three turned the ball over uh and then I just want to I have to add this right here Jay a little a little bit of perspective that at least blew my mind away Kevin Love in that first half had the best shooting percentage for the Cavs at 66 percent the Nets as a team in that first half shot shot 60%. So that you just can't do anything about Kyrie not missing, KD not missing. But like how you said though, Jay, and I and I need that to be stamped and approved, and everyone needs to listen. They only won by seven to a Jared Allen list Cavs, and KD and Kyrie had to do that. I don't know if the Celtics are gonna go for that, Jay. <laughs> 
man, the, the thing is, um, what, 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 that's, that's a good point that you make. And, and, and I'm look, that's why I'm also looking forward to talking about this series. But I, I just look at Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and I know those are two players, two dogs who love and thrive in these kind of situations. You know, Kevin Love said it best. You mentioned Kevin Love, but he was this is his former teammate from Cleveland. You know, they won a championship together, obviously, we know. And he says he was quoted at the end of the game. He says, I always say this about Kyrie in a March Madness one game type of situation. He's a tough guy to bet against. Again, seen this movie before, but still, I think there's just times when he comes out and plays out of his mind. And that's why he's a true future Hall of Famer. So you kind of have to just tip your hat to him. He really hit some tough contested shots today. And I mean, I was seeing it throughout the game. Just, I mean, Kevin Love said it best. This dude just hits tough shots. Times when you think one of them, you, you, I look back to that first half when he had Laurie Markin in there in the corner. He hit him with the jab step. <laughs> Kev, Laurie Markin is what, six, seven foot, um, six, six, ten, seven foot. He still hit it in his shot, but he just finds a way in these type of games. I even look to a seven game series. I won't make, we won't make our predictions yet, but I just see if it comes down to it where they need Kyrie and KD to play this level. Um, and you throw into the mix, Bruce Brown and those guys, Seth Curry, that's why they brought him in, Andre Drummond, those guys who they had they had a solid game. You know, Seth Curry had it off to a slow start, but we saw um, Bruce Brown had an unbelievable game. But if they have one to two guys step up and those guys, I believe that they can always consistently play at an elite level, especially with the pressure, with the bright lights of the playoffs. I think that's truly when they, they're at their best. And we saw that. That was a case in point there on Tuesday night against Cleveland. But, man, I look to the other side of the ball. Let's, let's, not, let's not forget that um, Kai, Kai, number one, Darius Garland held, held his own with 34 points there and five, five, uh, five assists. But then I also look to uh, Evan Mobley. I know you got him as your rookie of the year. He had a solid game scoring 19 points. And then Kevin Love, like you mentioned, um, 14 points, thir- th- um, 13 rebounds, which is solid. But where they, where they lacked and what, what truly hurt them um, was, that, was that they're missing their in- dude in the inside. I talked about it a little earlier. But when they had that high-low action, I just felt like whatever they wanted, you know, Brooklyn was just finding a way to get good shots, whether it was the ball movement. They had a lot of that high-low action. And it just felt like if they had a little bit of that rim protection of what Jared Island always provides, I think they would have been in a better situation. And there's talks of him coming back for this next game against Atlanta. And if they have him, I think they have a chance, man. But I went all over with that stop. But I thought I'd add that about um, those two because that really stuck out to me. They and were the difference. And plus Bruce huge. Brown. And that's huge, Jay. And that's huge. And I, I, I love, I love the point you that you that you bring up about about the Nets. I mean, we know it, it, we know what KD and Kyrie are going to do. So if the, if any other Nets players, you know, give give any production, you know, man, that's just extra. I also want to throw in another Nets player, Andre Drummond. And this is also kind of sides with your point you were talking about with Jared Allen. I don't think Andre Drummond would have had a dominant game. Andre Drummond would had a. Uh, had 16 points, had a plus minus score of nine. Uh, he, had, he grabbed eight, eight rebounds. And I think that he was able to feast this. Like, I mean, we know Andre Drummond doesn't score anywhere outside of the paint. All his points come from the paint. And I think that uh, it, it, it was the overbearing weight that we talked about on a prediction episode. I don't think a lot of the times Mobley couldn't hold them. A lot of the times uh, Lori marketing couldn't hold them, but also a lot of times just uh, when we saw it, they were getting back back door cut because the defense, the defensive anchor just wasn't there, man. And we just saw mm-hmm. I, to be real. And even though, even though I got Mobley as my rookie of the year, his inexperiences just getting exposed out there, man. But I mean, overall, Jay, it, it was, it was a good game. Um, I, I, I definitely, I definitely wanted to, definitely wanted to see Jared Allen out there. I want to see the Cavs at their, at their full roster. I mean, their full health and full roster. But I mean, you know, Darius Garland tried to do his thing, but it's like it's so you just can't do anything about Kyrie not missing. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. like you could play defense, but that's just a better shot. Yeah, yeah. Good, great def, great offense beats great defense. Uh, that's just ultimately what it what it comes down to. And they they had the. A lot of times in these one-off situations in the playoffs, that's why specifically we taught you mentioned the Celtics, but when playoffs come, that floor shrinks, 
everything gets tighter. Guys who are usually make shots throughout the regular season, they're missing those shots. Players get tight. And when the light comes on, that's why I can't. It's hard for me to go against Easy Money Sniper and Kyrie because they just do this. This is where they make their bread at. This is this is what they thrive on. Like I've been saying that whole situation, case in point, um, Tuesday night. So we're, we're going to see what they got for, for, for Boston. I'm just going to say Robert Williams might come back. Be tough. Boston's going to be favored, but we, we'll talk about we'll, we'll it. <laughs> for the family, man, make sure you stay tuned. Cause we do got a playoff episode coming up soon, man. Yeah, absolutely. Jay, let's get into the next game though. Oh, we man. talked about LA Clippers and the Minnesota Timberwolves wow. in Minnesota. What a game. We, we, we saw what this game meant to, to, to a lot of players 109 victory over for 104 for the LA Clippers Minnesota came out on top eight lead changes in this game the game was tied nine times back and forth game gritty fouls people talking some mess protesters protesting um a, a woman glued herself to, to the floor we don't want to get pol- political but I, I advise all, all, all the family, everyone listening to find out, really do your research about that topic and, wh- and why um, that woman did that protest. Because I actually went back and did some research and, and found out it was a very interesting, um, very interesting topic, very interesting protest and maybe some truth to it. I don't know. I'm not going to like I said, I'm not going to get political on here. I'm not going to we're not going to talk about that. But I advise everyone listening to do their own research on that. But yeah, let's talk about the game, man. We're gonna get we're gonna get into that. Um, so like like I said, Jay, you you give me your thoughts on this. Just just right off the bat, man. This this was a lot to unpack here. Man, right off the bat, Jay, Clippers came out blazing, came out on fire. Uh, Ty Lue and his experience, exact, that's exactly what we talked about when we were previewing this game. That 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 really showed. Uh, Ty Lue started out with Nicholas Batum. And you even you, you called it, Jay. I, I, I remember watching the game. You called, you said, Nicholas Batum, I guard Cat. And I, I remember telling you, like, oh, no, that's going to be easy money for Cat. But, no, Nicholas Batum was guarding him, and then Zubak would come for the double every single time. And, man, like, did – like that work and to say that Carlton town struggled in that first would be like a compliment man he played horrendous zero points two fouls uh he also played right into the Clippers hands you know if you look at it he was being extremely soft like um uh, I I I I you know I was talking to Junior and me and Junior compared it to AD right he was doing the AD I I got a I got a smaller player on me yet I'm a I'm I'm gonna shoot a three I got a smaller player on me yet I'm gonna try to be in the wing uh just being soft not 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 take not taking advantage of the of the mismatch lineups um but also the Wolves like inexperienced like like really showed and not not just on the players as well as far as on 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 Chris Finch the coach I mean we saw Carl Anthony Towns Anthony Edwards and Patrick Beverly all get in early foul trouble yet none of them got taken out and ultimately led to Carl Anthony Towns um he he didn't have the best game but he's still in my opinion he's still the best player on that team and you and your best player you have to protect him man you gotta you gotta take him out and you 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 gotta take him out as a coach because you you want to prevent him fouling out and he didn't do that man because so all three of those guys got in early foul trouble and the Clippers seemed to be rolling in that first quarter and then um and then and then that's when the whole glue glue situation came out and uh, that really seemed to kill all the Clippers' momentum. Like v- immediately after that, man, the second quarter, D'Lo saved the rules by having a 14-point second quarter, not missing a single shot. Um, and then I also think it's impressive because he did this while Ant, Cat, uh, uh, while he did while Ant, Cat, and Patrick Beverly were on the bench, man. So you know he was the focal point of that defense. Didn't matter though. One of those things again, Jay. Good, good defense, better shot making, man. And then that third quarter came, man. And that's when that's when I thought it was, I'm not gonna lie, that's when I thought it was over for the Wolves, Jay, because PG exploded for a 17-point third quarter. And that's when I was like, oh yeah, this is when the veteran presence of the Clippers is gonna take over. And and this game is just the Clippers, the Clippers are gonna Clippers are gonna put him out. Instead, Jay, what what it was, it was that Wolves defense, man, allowing 20 points in that in that fourth quarter. Carl Anthony Towns fouled out, Jay, with seven minutes left. Seven minutes left. 
yet the Wolves go on a 21 to seven run. Um, it, it was, it was genuinely impressive. Uh, all, all hats off to Anthony Edwards, all hats off to, to D'Lo. I think Anthony Edwards just uh, stamped himself. Anybody that was hating on him, anybody that didn't believe in him, he just stamped himself as legit Jay. Uh, but yeah. what, what, what are we, you know, what are some things that you saw in there? Um, if I, if, if you got anything, anything to add there? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't know if you can run, run the clip, Jay. Run the clip of of Anthony Edwards, Patrick Beverly, and specifically just celebrating this game, celebrating this win. Like all jokes aside, man, I know it was funny. Like we saw an NBA T- TNT playing that clip of of like we are the champions with them celebrating on the floor. But hey, man, it is what it is. Like w- this team meant this game meant a lot to not only Patrick Beverly, who's the emotional leader. Um, you know, verbal leader of that team. And I mentioned all along that that was going to be a huge component of how successful they are because it rubs off on the rest of the team. And that's what exactly what we saw. We saw their best player, Carol Anthony Towns, like you mentioned, get in foul trouble, almost non-existent, just completely taken out of this game and other guys needed to step up. That's what happens on good teams. It's a team. Basketball is a team game. It's a team sport. So your, your star guys out, he's completely neutralized, taken out of the game whether it be because of himself. I don't, like, I agree with that. He took kind of took himself out. He played right into their hands. Um, maybe he might have been into more of a distributing role. Like, he, we saw a lot of times offensively he was forcing things. He started pressing early on once he knew he got off to a slow start, um, settling, taking bad shots. But that's where the, your guys need to step up, and that's exactly what Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, and a guy that I have to add this, Jay, I'll give you your credit, a guy you said who would be the X factor, and that's Malik Beasley hitting timely, timely threes. There was a time when when the Clippers would make their run. I think at the end of the, I believe at the first half, he hit a huge three. And in the first quarter, we saw that um, Jaden McDaniels hit a big three. But guys have to step up. Role players have to step up. And that's exactly what happens at home a lot of times we see in the playoffs. Players on a, on a road, world players might might slow down. They might not hit the same shots, but at home, that's what they do, and that's exactly what the the Timberwolves were able to do. Um, even look at what Chris Finch said. Um, recently, just got extension, I believe, that day, and he said the game had to go in a different direction. That's why you have a team because other people have to step up. And that's exactly what Minnesota did, man. Anthony Everett's thirty points, five three pointers. D'Angelo Russell, twenty nine points, six assists. Just huge games when they needed to, the guys to step up. And, and you saw what D'Angelo Russell said, just utilizing what we have. We got pieces that complement each other. And it's clear that the, the Timberwolves are a team who's going to be a tough out. I'm not gonna, definitely not going to say um, that they, they, they're going to win it now going up against a tough Memphis team. But they certainly proved a lot. They, they showed a lot of toughness and grit. And like you mentioned, when Paul George went on that run in the third quarter, I, I said, "Count him. Let's pack up. Pack up and go home. Uh, let's 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 go. Let's go back. Let's go back home. Um, get ready to travel to Memphis um, Clippers because I thought that thing was over, man. We saw Norman Powell come off the bench doing what he does. Um, I talked about him earlier uh, on on Monday. That thought he would have a big game. He did it. Did it in in stretches." We saw Reggie Jackson doing it in stretches as well, but the Clippers were never really able to create that separation. And a lot, huge part of that was because whenever they would make their run, Timberwolves would come up with some big plays um, from their role players and other guys would step up, whether it was Anthony Edwards um, or, or uh, D'Lo or just the rest of the crew, they were able to just keep it close. And then in that fourth quarter, they just took over. Um, Anthony Edwards took over and D'Lo took over. Absolutely, Jay. And then I also want to ask you another thing, Jay, because I mean, I've, throughout the NBA community, we've just seen a lot of um, a, 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 both sides of it. But how, how are you feeling? I know you started off the recap by talking about the celebration. How do you feel about the celebration? Do you think it was a bit much or do you think are you, are you cool with it? Are you not tripping? I mean, man, <laughs> you, you, it was a it was a little much, but. But at the same time, I loved how in the press conference and 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 after, Patrick Bradley really owned it, owned owned what he what he did, what he said, what he said. He said, "Yeah, man, this, this game meant a lot to me." You know, the Clippers, that you know, we heard Reggie Miller and and Kevin Harlan talking about they didn't give him the offer, they didn't pay him the money. 
um, that he thought he deserved. And he took that, he took that as personally, man. And I can't, I can't fault the dude for that. And I love how he owned up to what, what he did and how much the other guys played with a chip on his shoulder because him, they supported their teammate and they knew there was no way we're losing this game at home, despite our star fouling out being non-existent cat, just, just having a terrible game. Other guys had to step up and that's what they did. So I can't, I can't, maybe it was a little much, but I love how they backed up and owned the fact that they, that they celebrated and meant a lot to them, man. They're in the playoffs and they're, they're going on the road and, and they, they earned that time to celebrate. I can't, can't lie. They're a young team too. Yeah. But how would you feel? Like, what do you, you feel? Yeah, I mean, I mean, at first, at, at first I definitely was like, whoa, he's like stepping up on, yeah. like, on that thing. Like he won a champ. Like I remember the last right, time, right. the last time I remember somebody stepping up on there was I think like 2010 when Kobe, when Kobe won the championship oh. was like, ah, I remember right? that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. think I, I like, uh, and I mean, I just think it might have been a bit much, but on 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 Patrick Beverly side of things, man, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you 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 constantly been battling this uh, reputation, this and and this persona in the league that really like kind of Russell Westwood kind of put it on him by saying he kind of just runs around, runs around, and uh, and now and now he's out here and he had a great game, man. He had a great game. Uh, he was a huge contributor. Um, I, I know I know it. it it, it could be annoying, but it's like if you're a Wolves fan, you gotta love that guy, man. You gotta love that guy. His energy is just contagious. The end of that game where he rips Reggie, uh, Reggie Jackson right in front of the Clippers bench, which really puts the game out. Like that, like that was mm-hmm. if the Clippers would have scored, they they you know the game would have kept going on. But man, like that really puts the game out, and that was the, like the nail in the coffin. So for 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 Patrick Beverly, I'm happy for him and everything. The only thing that I think was a bit much is like my guy was talking about like, oh yeah, like I was selling, I was like thinking this through the night before. I was like, well, I mean, I think that's like, you know, just focus on the game. Whatever comes after comes after, man. But shout out, shout out the shout out the uh the Wolves, man. They definitely got it done. Um, but like how you said, it's gonna be a tough, tough challenge for them going against the gritty. Grizz, uh, Memphis Grizzlies, man, because Jaws ready yeah. for that. Because Jaws not Reggie Jackson. <laughs> nah, nah, did, he he's ready for it. But but I'm a, we we know we're gonna be stay tuned to that matchup because it's gonna be great. Two young teams, two athletic teams. I'm, I'm expecting some fireworks from that crazy. one. It's gonna be crazy, Jack. Jay, let's 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 keep it pushing to the next the next day. Have some games in that one. Let's talk about the blowout, um, man, from a team. The Charlotte Hornets, uh, team two years in a row, who's gotten blown out in, the, in this 9-10 matchup. And, and uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating as, as a team who I know in there, we saw Miles Bridges clear, clearly frustrated. And it's a team who's had some two bad exits. Um, I know Gordon Hayward was missing in this game. But, it, but it's, it's, it's a bad look to go out two years in a row, just getting absolutely embarrassed, played off the floor, um, exploited, just crapped on, to be honest. Um, we saw just Trey Young just picking him apart on the, um, on the pick and roll, getting whatever he wants, getting Miles, Miles Plumley on an island and going to work. Um, we saw the role players stepping up. Um, multiple guys and in, in double figures. Kevin Herter, who a guy I, I had called out, made made shots time after time. Clint Capella, who I I knew from from the Charlotte standpoint, really couldn't really they couldn't let him get going. Um because they didn't have John Collins. They couldn't let the other guys get going. Kevin Herter, Clint Capella, guy you talked about as the X Factor, DeAndre Hunter having 22 points in this game. And exactly, he was the X factor in this game, and then Danilo Gallinari as well. So all these guys, and and plus, in the in the plus and the plus minus, I mean, uh, Clint Capella twenty eight plus minus, absolutely effective, affecting the games in more ways than one, whether it be defensively, um, rebounding. So just a big game from the guys that needed to step up, particularly their top six: DeAndre Hunter, Danilo Gallinari, Clint Capella, Kevin Herter, Trey Young. Bogdan Bogdanovich, but Jay, let me get. I know, I know, I talked a little bit about um, about the the Hawks side of things. Talk to me about what you saw that didn't work for the for the Hornets and and just a, just a bad performance on the road. Just a, just a terrible performance, Jay. And 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 I I I just I need to I need to 
you know, double up and double back on 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 what you said about that 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 pick and roll, right? I mean, I, I don't think that it's it's rocket science. I think that any fan that really watches a lot of the NBA knows that the Hawks are a heavy pick and roll team. They start almost every single offensive set with the high pick and roll. Um, so as a as you know as as the Hornets, you you have to know tendencies. You got to watch film and you got to make those adjustments. It was all game. I, at, at first, I know I was taking notes throughout the game, and I had I had in my notes, uh, Hornets played bad defense. Um, Hornets had bad, bad pick and roll defense first half. But at the end of the game, I had to go back and delete that first half and say all game. They didn't make any adjustments. Jay, they played terrible terrible pick and roll defense um the the, the the entire game uh the hornets also just didn't feel like they had that flash they had that fun i mean like every time i watched the hornets um I, that, that's why they were one the, the you know, past two years they've been one of my league past teams man they were just so fun out there throwing lobs having fun smiling that flash to them but i just i just didn't feel like it, it, it was there and Again, like it felt super, super similar to the Indiana game last year, Jay. And honestly, it just makes me think like, are, are, are there going to be some changes? I don't know. And, and, and you know, and, that, and that's something for us to get into, you know, more come off season. But like, is there going to be some coaches changes? Is there going to be some roster changes? There has to be something, dog, because this just just this isn't working. Like this just isn't working. Um, you, I don't think that you can continuously now blame uh, the, 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 the inexperienced, the inexperienced, because they got a lot of experience last year. And then for them to come out and do the exact same thing, it's, it's, it, it's flat out embarrassing. Like how you said, Jay. Uh, and then I just, I have to come out here, Jay, you know, um, Miles Bridges, you know, owned up to w- w- what happened. You know, he, you know, got, got angry through the mouthpiece, ended up hitting the girl. Um, and I need to own up to something that happened too, man, Jay, because I, um, I was, I was, I disrespected the Hawks. I just, I disrespected the Hawks. And in the preview, I said, if Trey Young doesn't get it done, the Hawks can't get it done. And boy, was I wrong, Jay. I mean, I'm not even going to listen. You listened at all. You said, you know, Kevin Herter, Danilo, uh, Klink, uh, Bogdanovich. It, it's, um, they, they, they got it done. And, and Trey Young was that facilitator. That's, that's exactly what I feared. I feared, wow, if Trey Young doesn't score, like, how, how, how are they going to do this? But like how you said, Jay, all five starters and double figures, uh, the, 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 the Hornets just couldn't do anything about it, man. And then come that third quarter, Trey Young just exploded for his 14 points. Uh, DeAndre Hunter sweater for the 16. And that, that, that was game. <laughs> that was game. The, the, the Hornets seemed out of energy. The energy was took out of the building. I think it was probably because they had to walk to the arena, Jay. <laughs> I think that's what, that's what did it to yeah. them. Yeah. No, I was, I was, I was surprised that, the Hornet, the Hornets almost come came out just disinterested in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe like you mentioned, it was the the train that that stopped in front of their bus. I don't know, but it just seemed like they came out disinterested in a in a must win winner go home game, which I just was just inexcusable. Um, from from the from the tip, it just looks like they were step slow. They looked lethargic. Um, guys weren't being aggressive. Kelly Oubre with five five field field goal attempts. Um, j- just just disinterested, um, just all around bad performance. Um, Trey Young, beginning of the game, um, we, we've seen in the previous previous matchups with with Charlotte, they they know how to guard Trey Young, um, and they were doubling him like like we expected at the beginning. Uh, anytime they had an opportunity, um, Young only made one one of nine shots in the opening quarter, um, and three for thirteen in the in the in the first half. But but other guys stepped up and that's that's what I thought was going to happen especially on the road at home I mean Jay and it's 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 funny that you say like you you doubt the Hawks and I never really could because when I looked at this matchup this is a team that throughout the season it's actually it's not that surprising you doubted them this is a team who hasn't looked like a team who was in the Eastern Conference runner-up last season and so it's right it's every everyone's right um, in their own right to doubt the Hawks and what, what we're going to see from them, but guys stepped up at home. They look like a team who's been there and done that. And the Hornets just look like a team who hasn't been there. hasn't done that immature, um, letting the, letting the fans, letting, letting, um, letting things that they can't control get to them. And that's a sign of an inexperienced team. And I think that really came back to bite them. And they looked from the start, almost from the jump, like they had no, 
no reason, no right to be on the floor with, with the Atlanta Hawks. They just look like a class above them. And that was, that was really the story of the game, man. Uh, not, not really much else to, to say Agreed. on this front. Um, that was really it. And if you got anything else to add, let, let's jump no. into the next game. It, it was pushing. a little bit of a better game, in my opinion, man. Uh, just, just, just bad from the front of Hornets, man. They, they need to they need to do some soul searching. I don't know what they need. They need to talk it talk it over in the in the offseason to see, see what they can do to uh, to to regroup. Absolutely. But but next game, New Orleans Pelicans versus the San Antonio Spurs. Greg Popovich, Willie Green. Um, <laughs> the 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 Pelicans coming away with the 113-103 victory uh, versus the Spurs at home. Two lead changes, um, tied two times. So not pretty. Almost looked like they were in control. The Hornets most of the sorry, the Pelicans most of the game. But but Jay, talk to me about what you saw in this one, man. Yeah, Jay. So I mean, in this one, you know, uh, I noticed I, I noticed the, the Spurs kind of come came, came out kind of flat. Uh, Dejounte Murray and Yakupardo really got into early foul trouble, and it, unlike Chris Finch, Greg Popovich knows how to coach, so he took him out. Uh, the only thing, the only thing about that is we. I mean, you mentioned it, Jay, on the preview. You said if Dejounte Murray is in there, it's going to be if he's not in there, it's going to be very hard for them to find really any offense for them to really get anything going. And that's exactly what happened, man. They found themselves in a quick hole. Uh, by by um, Dejounte Murray not being out there, and uh, Brandon Inger make sure he took advantage of that man. He scored the Pelicans' first eleven of fifteen points. And to be real with you, Jay, like uh, like how you said, it's only really two lead changes. This game was just as just as we predicted. Like the the offensive firepower of CJ and Brandon Ingram was just simply too much for the Spurs. Like the Spurs, even you know. Play, played good half court defense they did they did what the Spurs did but they just they just couldn't score enough you know like the, there's defense wins championships yes all that but you got to put the ball in the basket like that's at the end of the day like that's how you score that's how you put points on the on the board and they just didn't they, they didn't have enough players to be able to go at CJ and go at Brandon Ingram um, and then also you know when you take into account that the Pelicans also got big contributions from other players man I mean Jonas Valanciunas scored uh, 22 points 14 rebounds was just killing the Spurs in the paint man he scored uh, he scored um, he scored 22 points and the Pelicans scored 56 points in the paint, man. So, and I, the majority of that came from, came, came from Jonas Valanciunas as he only hit one three from the outside. Herbert Jones, man, Jay, we've been, we've been raving about him all year, man. The man was out there as a rookie, but 12 points, five rebounds, three assists, two blocks, two steals. But what I want to, what I want to give him credit for is just being a, a, a defensive menace, man, just bothering everything out there. He's long, he's lengthy. Uh, p- p- people need to get used to his name because he is going to, he, he he's going to be around league for a very very long time man and then and then you know the pelicans uh like how you mentioned jay had control uh, had control of the game the entire game except you know come that fourth quarter they they had a little bit of a little bit of a collapse the spurs bought it within seven but it, but to to double back and not to sound like a broken track record as soon as that happened you know what the pel you know what the pelicans did cj go ahead brandon ingram go ahead <laughs> and that's it this is far as couldn't keep up with it jay um th- surprisingly this was a way better game than that hawks game i know we said this is going to be the most boring game but i had way more fun watching this than watching that hawks game jay but um honestly sh- sh- shout out greg popovich uh i think it's going to be his last year right seven the man's 73 i know in the post game uh con- in the post game interview somebody asked him is this your last year he said that's inappropriate now i like that you know he's like let's focus on the game let's 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 talk about let's talk about what the spurs did let's not take it away from that um but if it is his last game, man, big salute, big shout out to Greg Popovich. Twenty six years, um, got to be arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time, Jay. Greatest, in my opinion, yeah, great, great, great shout out and great, great, great summary of that game, man. It was, it was, it was a closer game than expected, like you said. And, and what stuck out to me was CJ McCullough, man. He, he set the tone early. Twenty seven of his thirty two points in that first quarter. And then, and then those young guys, the inexperienced guys of, of the Pelicans followed suit. They were able to set the tone early and, and say, we're here to play. We're here to stay. We're here to move on to the second round of the playing games. And, and that's exactly what they did. Um, you mentioned Jolens Valanciunas, um, Ingram with 27 points, 
they had their stars. They needed them to deliver, and that's exactly what they did. And the and the Spurs just just lacked the tools, lacked lacked the weapons to, to stay with them. Um, Devin Vassell, I give him a shout out. They they did, traded away Derek Wright to give him more of an opportunity to be to shine in that second that second uh, in that shooting guard role, and that's what exactly what he did. He had a big game and ultimately kept them in the game. But where where I I thought that they struggled, and that was Dejounte Murray, man. Um, he's a great player. You know, you know, Jay, you, we know you haven't heard me enough. I always rave about Jonte Murray. I think he's a great player. I think he's going to constantly consistently develop, but five for 19 from your star player, your all-star. I, I knew that he, yeah, he had to have a big game and 26% from the field really is not going to get it down. His, his biggest weakness was, was exploited, man. His shooting. Um, we know he can get down to the rim. We know he can get down to the, get to the rim whenever he wants um he can get really any shot but but the um we saw that the the drop coverage that they were using on him they were they were forcing him they they knew that Valanciunas wasn't going to switch out to him we knew that their bigs weren't going to be able to stay with them and they were saying hey you take that jumper you make it consistently and then we're adjust and we we saw that DeJounte Murray wasn't able to um have the game that he needed to have in order for them to move on to the next round and they the Spurs really couldn't overcome that um, from that point on, we saw him missing layups that he usually makes because he, I think he was pressing so hard um, from, from not hitting those shots. And, and that was too much ultimately for him to overcome. And then another guy that they rely on offensively, Keldon Johnson, six from 20, 30% from, from the field, a guy who's been inconsistent through, throughout the, through the whole season. Um, honestly, throughout his career, you were seeing him have big stretches throughout, throughout seasons and, and stuff. And, and he had a, Poor, poor game last night and uh and you just can't it's, it's tough to overcome that um, just just all around if you're the spurs especially on the road lacking bodies um lacking lacking guys you need so uh tough tough loss for them we'll see hopefully pop comes back for a year um a team who averages one of the youngest teams in the league 25 years but but man, uh, let, let, let's keep it pushing. Let's let's move on to the next game. Let's talk about Friday. Let's talk about tomorrow. Or when when people are listening to this, it'll be today, later tonight, and that that's the matchups we got. So first game, let's talk a little bit about that. Atlanta Hawks in Cleveland against the Cavaliers, seven thirty p.m. Eastern um, start time, four thirty Pacific. Jay, what, what are you expecting this game? Who you got? Talk to me about this matchup, bro. All right, Jay. <laughs> I know, I know. I've I've constantly been doubting the Hawks, and 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 <laughs> I, I've been getting, I've been getting proved wrong. I mean, I doubted him. I doubted him last year against the Philly. I doubted him. I doubted them just 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 recently. What? what? <laughs> I doubted them just recently. But look, Jay. You're gonna say you're gonna say what I think you're gonna say. But look, Jay. I I, I as as crazy as it might sound, Jay. Look. I'm gonna triple up. I'm doubting them again, Jay. I'm doubting them again. But listen, listen. Mm. I got, I got the Cavs. If Jared okay. Allen plays, if J- if Jared Allen plays, which I think he will, right? Because in my opinion, why else do you choose not to get to surgery, right? He wanted to get the surgery so he can, he 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 could play. He he could return if even possible. So if Jared Allen plays. I mean, I, I, I would I would like to favor the Cavs. And, and, the, and these are my reasons, right? When we've seen the Cavs at a fully healthy roster, when, when we see them have Jared Allen, they were a top six seed, like really all, all, uh, all, all season. And we were, we were, we were extremely surprised. Um, you, you mentioned you, you always raved about them in so many of the recaps throughout the season, talked about the, how, how good they were. And the Hawks, I mean, they kind of, Yes, they dealt with a lot of injuries, but they were a ball season on the bottom half of, of the of, of the of the East standings, and um and then also you know let's let's kind of get into the get uh you know last night's game like like Danilo Gallinari he had 18 points, um Kevin Herter exploded for 16 points in one quarter. We know the inconsistency of of Bogdanovich, right? So I, I like I just don't know how much I can trust that to against a Jared if Jared Allen plays of course I don't know how much I can trust that against a Jared Allen Cavs team also I think that the Cavs are all uh, what's up Jay what's up what's up talk to me nah, Jay 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 I know I know you're not feeling we, we get, no 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 I, I I'm 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 hearing you I'm hearing you I'm hearing you but I hear it if I hear it if if we if. We, 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 we on the fence here we on the fence we need we need you to, you to hop up so which which yard are you going in you going in so I, I want it Jay 
Jared Allen, no Jared Allen. You got the Cavs, or only with Jared Allen, you got the Cavs. Like regardless, man, I'm, man, you know what, Jay? I'm, a, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm gonna stay strong to my to to what I got, man. I'm gonna go Cavs regardless, okay. man. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm yeah, gonna go I need you to hop out that fence. Okay, bro. okay, I, I agree, I agree. So look, so look, like um, another thing, I think the Cavs are an extremely switchable team, man. I mean, we we talked, we just talked about earlier with the Hawks. They love that pick and roll. I think that the Cavs have a lot of the extended expendable bigs who can keep up who can keep up with, with a lot of these guards out there in the perimeter. So I think, I think that that's, that that's definitely a, fa- a favor for the Cavs. I also think that the Cavs length uh, them, we've, we talked about it all season. I think that's going to keep a lot of those lob passes that the Hawks love to throw. Uh, I think it's going to keep a lot of that out of the paint. Uh, the Cavs also have a lot of big, bigger bodies to, to, to throw at Trey Young. Trey Young is that guy. Yes. But at the end of the day, he's like six one, six two, right? The the the, the Cavs have uh, Isaac Accord, Darius Garland, Rondo, Lamar Lamar Stevens, all these players. To and I'm not saying these guys are going to stop Trey Young. I'm not saying like one on one, but you consistently all game throw bodies, throw different looks at him, get him tired. You know, make him work. You know, uh, 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 I was um, listening to Luca a couple like a couple couple months ago. Luca talking about you know what he does against smaller guards is man, he knows he's big. He puts him in a post and. The, the you know the the job Morant's the Curry's he's like I know they're offensively great but what I need to do is I need to make them work on the other end so they're so suddenly they're more tired and that's what I think these guys are gonna have to do I know Garland's about like same size uh same size as Trey Young but Isaac Okoro a, a, a good amount bigger good amount stronger Lamar Stevens as well Rondo we just we know a Rondo do he's that, that solid uh solid point guard and I just think that the the Cavs are gonna really have to make Trey get tired, make him work. And the X factor for me, Jay, it's got to be Jared Allen playing. You know, if he plays, it's it, it's it. But uh, if I'm if I'm not gonna ride the fence, Jay, if because because I, I agree, I gotta ride the fence. If I'm not gonna ride the fence, the X factor the X factor for the Cavs has got to be there. Uh, it's got to be the defense, man. They have to really uh, throw different looks, throw different bodies at Trey Young and. And just try to get try to get them tired out, Jay. But I know you're not feeling this take, so talk to me, Jay, about how you're feeling about this game. No, nah, I love I love the, the 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 confidence you had in the Cavs and and the things you talked about. I agree that they're gonna have, they're gonna throw a lot of different looks at Trey Young. Um, the Cavs have a lot of weapons, um, but I, but I truly think Cavs had a great season. You know, you know, I loved what the Cavs did and and everything, but it's gonna end tomorrow night, unfortunately. <laughs> Because uh, because the, the Atlanta Hawks are winning this game, and let me tell you why. Number one, Jared Allen, great player. He's he's a huge part of what the Cavs do, and that's why they've been struggling without him. But it's just too much. It's a lot to ask of a player who hasn't played in weeks and weeks to come out and play to the best of his ability, especially with the injured finger um, and how he has a defensive prowess. And then I just look to. Yes, they have switching, they have capabilities, but I just see a lot of areas that one through five, that the, the Hawks can can exploit those guys um, just defensively. They, they We saw what Brooklyn did to them, just getting pretty much whatever they wanted, albeit they got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Those guys are going to hit shots. doesn't matter what defense you got. But they got sharp shot makers as well. Trey Young, shot maker. Kevin Herter, streaky, but a shot maker. DeAndre Hunter, shot maker. Danilo Gallinari, shot maker of all shot makers. This dude can go in slow motion and get mm-hmm. to his spots whenever he wants. And I just think all of those things, um, the experience piece, I'm going to say again, you know, I said it with Clippers. They didn't end up getting the win in, t- in, in Minnesota. But this is a team who's been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They know when, when Trey Young is doubled, when they throw different looks, they know you know, coming in, if you're Kevin Herter, if you're DeAndre Hunter, if you're Danilo Gallinari, Bogdan Bogdanovich, you know, if you're those guys, you know, you're going to have open looks. You're coming in, you're visualizing that stuff before the game. You know, you've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, you took, you took the, you lost to the NBA champions last year. You got all that confidence. You're rolling, you're rolling in momentum. And I think that all that mentality that they got coming into that game it's going to be too much for the Cavs uh, uh, to um, to overcome and I just think going into this game the way that they playing throughout despite a great effort I will say in Brooklyn there was times where I thought they were going to lose that game by 30 but they stayed in that game despite that but I just but I just know 
when it comes down to it, Trey Young, the Atlanta Hawks are going to come into Cleveland, beat them, and then they're going on the road to Miami, and, and they're playing that one seed. Man. All um, right, Jay. I mean, yeah. Hey, yeah. look. Hey, Jay, I'm <clears> – <throat> You have been right every time about the Hawks, okay? So I will not be wrong. I will not be uh, shook if you're right again. Every single time you've, you've called these Hawks games, you've got them right, Jay. I think you're four for four now. So, hey, let's see, man. Let's see, Jay. Yeah, let, let's see. Let's see. Let's really I'm, – I'm, I'm interested to see how, the, how it comes. I, I do think it's going to be a closer game. I do think both teams have a lot, of, lot to play for. Young teams who want to stay relevant, who want to have the opportunity to go up against the Heat, and ultimately, I can see, I can see the the Hawks. They win this game, given the Miami Heat run for their money. And you you throw into the mix, you might get John Collins. There's talks of him coming back. I don't know how true that is, but you throw John John Collins in his mix, even if he plays against Cleveland, I, I, I don't see that happening. But that that's just another weapon at the disposal of Trey Young who can get it done whether he's on or off shooting. So that's a scary sight for for any defense for any team. But but if you don't you don't have anything else to add, let's hang on. Let's, talk, else, let's talk. Let's let's shift to the West. A great matchup: the L.A. Clippers in L.A. tomorrow night versus the tonight. Excuse me, against the New Orleans Pelicans. 10 p.m. TNT prime time, 7 p.m. Pacific. What you what you got in this one? Uh, Paul George at home, CJ McCollum at the road. He he knows the Clippers pretty well. You know he's in Western Conference foes. They were in the same division um, last year. So what you got in this man? Man, Jay, I got the Clippers. Jay, I think the Clippers are they have they have more experience. Uh, they have the better coach, um, man. I, I just got gained so much respect for Ty Lue. I've been gaining so much respect for Ty Lue since uh, since he's kind of like like left the whole LeBron thing. Because I'm not gonna lie, I, I definitely was a big fan of. I was a big thought of like, okay, I think that a coach can do so much, but you know, if you have LeBron, you have Kobe, you have Curry, you have these great players, it's a little it's a little easier. But man, Ty Lue's really been proven uh, been proven that he's a great coach. But more than anything, Jay. They actually got somebody that can go toe to toe with uh, CJ, and 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 that's in, in Paul George. I mean, the Spurs just simply didn't have that. And as much as Reggie Jackson underperformed in that in that last game, that Wolves game, he also he led the Clippers in scoring this year. He also led the Clippers in, in assists. He I had him on my fantasy, so I know he's a scorer. Um, so uh, I I. I he could be the Robin to 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 Paul George the same way that that Brandon Ingram is to CJ. So as far as like man, offensive firepower, the Clippers have that and have that the same as the Pelicans, if not even more. The Clippers have like how you mentioned more experience, better coaching, and then also Jay. As much as I like my boy Herbert Jones, as much as I like Jonas Valanciunas, I can't. I don't know if I can expect them to consistently have a game like the how the, like how they just had man, especially against a well coached uh Clippers team Jay so I don't think I don't think this one is going to be um I don't think this one's going to be too close I think the Clippers are going to are are, are going to handle this game uh, my x factor is Paul George and Reggie Jackson just they they have to be there man they have to they have to uh, produce the scoring because uh we seen CJ headhunting this the, this last game against the Spurs we seen CJ uh be that offensive killer and I, I think that the if the Clippers don't bring that then you know they're, they're going to be in trouble. So I think that that X factor it's got to be Paul George. He's got to uh, have you know seventeen point explosion point at, at quarters, right? Like how he had in, a, in the last game. And the, and 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 the, and the Clippers just really need to just stay the course, man. I think they're already a better team. Already got more experience. So I think the Clippers are going to end up taking this one and uh, and moving on here to that to secure that spot in the playoffs. Man. That's a good good analysis of that. And, and 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 let me just talk about the Pelicans, a team who started off slow. I remember you way back, you asked me if I thought they were gonna make the play in or make the playoffs. And I said, No, hell no, hell no way, no way they're they're gonna and they clawed back, they have that grit, they 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 got CJ. And a reason I will add why I love the playing game and the the although some games have been bad, um, particularly that Atlanta, um, Atlanta Charlotte game. But I love the fact that you look back probably maybe even two years ago when they didn't have the playing game and when they were six games back, I believe of that last 
um, that last play in spot, we don't even know if they make that deal for CJ McCullum because you knew that deal was to compete, to get into the playing game and not to tank. Um, so I love that, that the integration of, of the playing game for that reason, it voids the tanking and everything. But all that being said, New Orleans Pelicans had a great season, but unfortunately <laughs> that's ended in a night ending tonight to go. because the, the LA Clippers, like you mentioned, experience, Paul George, been there, done that, Ty Lue, NBA title, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Norman Powell also won a title, Robert Covington, guys who have been there, done that. And I think guys like Herbert Jones, Jose Alvarado, who I will, I'll say he was a great role player. I mean, I love that dude. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. You know, I mean, I, I just, I just love, um, we, we, I love seeing those small dudes, the small good guys who are counted out, just thrive and succeed. New Orleans Pelicans had a great season, but it's, it's ending. I, I, don't, I don't expect this one to be too close. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a blowout here, here in LA because there's no way Paul George, um, Ty Lue, Reggie Jackson, um, the rest of these veteran veteran crew are going to lose this game um, and, and get eliminated and not even being able to play the Phoenix Suns, which I which I still even think will be a great interesting matchup if, if the Clippers are able to pull this one out. But not much to add. You did a great summary and analysis of what we can see and expect um, tonight and in, in that game. Man, Jay. Hey, so look, Jay, after after these games on Friday, the playoffs is going to be fully set, Jay. Playoffs is going to be yep. fully set. And there this is it best time of this year is about to roll around. I'm so damn excited, Jay, um, for, for, for the family out there, man. I hope I hope you guys are just excited as me and Jay. I mean, me and Jay are always talking on camera, off camera about, man, it's playoffs, it's playoffs, it's playoffs, because that's exactly what it is, man. It's the best time of the year, Jay. So. Look, man, this play-in tournament has been has been fun. Uh, it's been very exciting. Um, a lot of a lot of players stepped up to the to, to 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 the task. A lot of players signed down, but you know what, Jay? That 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 that's how it is. You know, sometimes the bright stars brings the best out of some people, and some people shy away from it, Jay. But I, I just I just want to see I just want to see the real bright stars. I want to see the NBA Finals, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And speaking of NBA Finals, we'll be, we'll be talking about that in preview, like you mentioned, on, on Saturday. Um, we got a little little preview, quick preview to, to, to get you ready, get everyone ready for the first round and, and what we can expect in the, the first round series. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. You know, I'm pulling for the dubs, but I think I'm just excited for playoff basketball in general, man, to, to, to have it back. Every possession matters, brings the best out and a worst out in some players. Unfortunately, they crack under pressure, but but uh, let's let's see what we got. Let's see what happens tonight in this playing game, and then we got a preview for, for y'all um, Saturday morning, tomorrow morning, um, to, to talk about, get these games set off. Um, yes, sir, yeah, man. man. Yes, sir, man. So, look, man, all the family out there, hey, we thank you guys for tuning in for this whole episode, man. We got – like I said, a lot, a lot, a lot coming. So stay tuned. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, uh, TikTok, our Twitter. It's at Clutch Talk Pod. So get at us on there, man. It's it's, it's popping off over there right now, man. So make sure you head over there and come and come mess with us, man. But if that's it, man, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out. Peace.